I, I, I maybe I did play it just a little bit too much. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> you won't hear us playing Judas Priest, but you will be hearing an entertaining sports show with myself, Frank, and David the Man of God Harris on WSUT's After Further Review, airing Saturdays 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. and throughout the week with our replay 6 a.m. to 8 a.m. on Toledo's only alternative in your on-campus radio station, 88.3 WXUT. Oh, Judas Priest! <laughs> After further review, here with David, the man of God, Harris on the phone lines. We just got done doing the AFC South. Now we're going to jump into the NFC South. And David, you can hear everything on the phone lines, can't you? Clear, crystal clear? Yep, I can hear it loud and clear. Music's coming through beautifully. Yeah, that, that's a good thing. I know. Thanks again to John Ida Miller, Mr. Do Everything. Got everything patched, worked. Everything is is good to go. We're already in the new studio. Got to throw away some stuff. Did you ever, ever been a pack rat, though, um, where <laughs> you, you're moving and it's a good time that, you know, you always the best way to clean out your apartment in your house is to move. Because when you move, you throw a lot of stuff away. But the worst thing to do is be a pack rat and take it with you. And there's a lot of equipment that we kind of brought over here. I kind of told John, I said, you need to throw that away. Like, I thought the stuff was actually thrown away. I guess they hid it somewhere in the old studio. Then I come in here and it's like, ooh. I mean, basically stuff that's probably 30 years old that needs to, you know, hit the old, you know, disposal. Uh, Dave, you ever done that? Usually a good, good way to clean your house and apartment is move. David? David, you there? Yep. Can you hear me? Yeah. What happened? Yeah. I think it was a technical kind of glitch on my end, kind of with my phone oh, being yeah. wacky. But yeah, as I was saying, um, yeah, you, <laughs> you're able to. David, admit it. You put us on mute, didn't you? <laughs> if you got to take us off. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, the, the cough button, so I'm not coughing in the ear. And then Mm-mm. when I hit the mute, you know, kind of crazy. Yeah, you um, to, yeah. Make sure you take us off of mute so we can hear you. But go ahead, yeah. Cleaning house. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. You you gotta throw some stuff away. You gotta get rid of some some things. There's some things I guess are momentous and collectible souvenirs, like they're remnants that you can keep, like frame it for like a special occasion. But otherwise, yeah, you don't. Do you really need like ten thousand boxes worth of stuff that's just kind of collecting dust? No. True. Well, speaking of collecting dust, that uh, AFC South preview, ooh, teams are bad. That was a lot of dust. But we got the NFC South coming up. And, and once again, here we go with this. Nice good music right there. So now, David, a more, a little bit more interesting preview here is NFC South. Go ahead. Eh, not by much. There's still going to be one team in the basement really collecting dust but, because they'll have 
there's more. They'll story. have a bad there's, season. There's there's storylines here though. I mean, you got the Falcons post Matt Ryan. Maybe that's going to be the team that you're going to put in the Dirty Bird basement. Then you got the Carolina Panthers. Now Sam Darnold did get injured um, on Friday night uh, with a high ankle sprain. So obviously Baker Mayfield is a, a lock. Uh, he was named the starter for week one, but they still said it was going to be some competition. They're going to do evaluation, but with the high ankle sprain, and that's 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 an injury that's hard to get over. I would say Sam Darnold's going to be out at least guaranteed the first four weeks because a high ankle sprain, ugh, those suck. Can't barely put weight on your on your leg almost. Um, and then you got New Orleans Saints, Jameis Winston coming off the ACLs uh, um, injury. Can he prove himself? I mean, can he? cut down on the interceptions uh he's a gunslinger uh you know obviously Peyton's not there coaching then you also got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and with Brady retired unretired so this is uh, better than the AFC the AFC South was a yawner I mean the teams are bad just there's no storylines with the teams just just bad but the NFC South you know the dirty the NFC dirty South be pretty good go ahead david though what's your predictions and who's going to be in the basement am i right is it the dirty birds from atlanta it is the dirty birds kicking up dust but yep. not really making any noise correct and yeah the post the post Matt ryan era is going to be tough because like with a lot of teams losing that kind of franchise really face of the franchise in more ways than one i mean you kind of thought oh was it julio jones was it matt ryan Again, everyone remembers 28-3. to 3, That's going to live on in infamy within the city of Atlanta. Um, even mention, not mentioning in that controversy, the whole Calvin Ridley suspended for a year because of gambling. And the, that's a whole you know, another conversation. But yeah, this is the Marcus Mariota slash how long until we see Desmond Ritter. And is Desmond Ritter going to be that face of the franchise quarterback of the long term. Like, offensively, they replenished weapons out the wazoo. You drafted Jake, Drake London. Kyle Pitts is emerging as a top five, top ten tight end in this league. You have Cordero Patterson, who's basically um, kind of a running back slash wide receiver gadget do everything. Like, you have a lot of good pieces. I just think the most important piece at the quarterback, there's still a lot of questions because you just don't know. Like, even when we saw Marcus Mariota in relief in Oakland, like, he played all right, but he wasn't asked to do, you know, a lot of the stuff that he was asked to do when he was the, quote-unquote, the man in Tennessee before his injury. So are, are they going to give him a longer leash? Are they going to give him kind of that, we just need you to right the ship and keep things afloat just long enough until we can turn things over to Desmond Ritter and he can be the guy. So I think there's a lot of questions offensively and then defensively, there's still a lot of questions defensively. I think it's going to be rough. It's, I it think is. They did, beat, they, did, they did beat the Lions. Um and they've lost to the Jets in the preseason. And once again, it's preseason. Uh, Desmond Ritter, though, I, I <laughs> it it, it kind of sucks because they make fun of him about his how he looks, his age. Like they say, you know, he's a rookie, but he's been in the NFL for thirty five years. I mean, it's, it's 
kind of funny, but here's the first four games. They got the Saints, the Rams, Seahawks, and Browns. Like, and then if you want to, yeah, include the like the first eight having also you know Buccaneers, Forty Niners, Bengals, and you know Panthers. three straight weeks. Oof. Like, Yeesh. like they're going to get punched in the face. So how come you don't now, have this team not winning any games? If that now that to me looks like a rough schedule. It is, but again, to your point, November twentieth, they're hosting the Bears. Hey, okay, but but doesn't this schedule look seem a little bit easier than the Houston Texans? I mean, I know the Houston Texans are bad, but we're talking about two teams that are probably going to be last place in their respective divisions. This schedule oh, yeah. is a gauntlet right here. Like you get the Saints, that's in conference, that's probably a loss. The Rams, defending Super Bowl champions, that's a loss. Now the Seahawks could be a possible win. They they don't. Uh, the Browns possible loss. Buccaneers possible loss. 49ers. They, they better have Garoppolo still on that roster and not traded him yet because I'm still not sold on Trey Lance. There's, there's there's just red flags all over the place with this guy. They want to grow with him. He can make the highlight plays, but he's not consistent. And you need consistency. To, consistency equals winning. You try to go for the Instagram highlight plays, you're going to be, be a lot of upset fans. Bengals obviously have consistency with Joe Burrow. The Panthers, the Chargers, then the Panthers again. Hmm. And then, like you said, against the Bears, but wow, you're right. This 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 is like a UFC fight where you know they they might get punched a lot, and, and maybe when they get the Bears, you get you know that get that Usman kick to the fork, kick to the face, maybe to knock the Bears out for their first win. But they 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 got it's pretty a gauntlet. Yeah, and I only have them winning twice, so two and fifteen record. I have them. Taking one against the Panthers because divisional games, anything can happen. And having a kicker as elite as Young Way Koo who can make, you know, 40, 50 figure inside of a dome, get that advantage. Mm-hmm. And take your poison between the Browns and the Bears. Those are the other two teams that I think people are saying, oh, you know, Falcons are dumpster fire and they're going to be taking those lumps. If you look particularly at October 2nd game against the Browns. That's going to be after, you know, Saints, Falcons, rough them up, and then having to go out west to the Seahawks, and then before the Buccaneers. Um, yeah, two wins, and that's honestly the best that they can do. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, they're cross-division with the NFC West and the NFC North, or AFC North. Yeah, it, it's it's definitely going to be rough if you're mm. in Houston or Atlanta. Oh wow! Okay, all right. Yeah, that oh, it, it is going to be rough. What's what's next? All right, another team that's going through those rough pains: the Carolina Panthers. As you mentioned, leading in to the segment, losing um, Sam Darnold last night against the Bills because you know I'm in the market. I was able to watch. The Bills Panthers preseason game saw the injury, saw the the tackle on Sam Darnold kind of coming, which was legal. A lot of people are going to say, "Oh, that's you no know, dirty, you know, tackle," but it was a legal tackle wrapped below the waist and just came down hard on his on his legs and kind of them needing the structure they said on the broadcast. It was worse than it looks, and everyone 
a good friend Josh Allen coming over to give him hugs. But he was definitely despondent and upset coming off coming off the field on the stretcher. But having P.J. Walker, who had some experience last year, uh, to come in and provide relief for the end of that game. So it's going to be interesting. But again, looking at this cross-divisional rivalry game, if you look at the AFC West, the AFC North, it's tough. Do I think the Panthers are going to have two wins? No, I. but they're not going to have many. They're not going to be at over 500. And even with Baker Mayfield. Points, even with Baker Mayfield. Because, again, who are the weapons? Well, like, I, I think the do, key do has to be... McCaffrey to be healthy? Yeah, that's the key. Is McCaffrey has to be healthy. It takes off a lot of pressure. Some are saying that the line's not that great either for the, the Panthers. I mean... Yeah, you're, you're right. Now, I, I'm a, once again, I... Looking at the preseason, they beat the Commanders, they beat, they lost the Patriots, and then they beat the Bills. Now, that doesn't really mean anything. Once again, uh, Darnold was out, high ankle sprain. Um, Mayfield, I think, I think Mayfield can keep them competitive. They're playing the Browns in their first game. I don't care what anybody says. There's some feelings there in that game. And if, if Baker wins that game, you're going to see an emotional outburst. You got the Giants. They should win to be able to win that game. Uh, the Saints could be a push. The Cardinals, you think, is trash anyway, so that should be a win. So if you really think about it, the first four games, Carolina could be 4-0 and or 3-1 and or 2-2. and I mean, by your analogy. I mean, they could possibly lose to the Browns and the Saints but beat the Giants and the Cardinals, or they could beat the Browns, the Giants, lose the Saints and beat the Cardinals, or they could beat all four. Yeah, I, I definitely don't think that they'll be uh, 4-0. No. I do think, like you said, and we talked about it when we did the North preview, like Baker Mayfield is going to get fined 100 k for taunting, whether it's a win or a loss. He's going to get fined because he's going to say something either during the game, during, you know, after a touchdown score, he's going to say something on the sideline because he's firing. Like, he's a fiery, passionate player. We saw that in Cleveland. We but saw that in college. We did, but do you think maybe with this whole situation with Cleveland, maybe he got humbled a little bit? I, 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 you, you see people have growth and grow up, and you're right. He, he, he does do some things that are kind of, you know, why do he do that? Because of his emotions. But I think this whole situation with Cleveland kind of hum, humbled him. That you can play with a chip on your shoulder, and you can you can be you can show emotion, but when you, as you get older, you got to kind of contain that. And I think that was to his detriment. And they said it, you know, there was reports that there was a lot of people in the locker room that didn't like Baker. He kind of had a division. There was people that chose OB, OBJ. There was some guys that were on Baker's side. He irritated the coach. I mean, after a while, it's like, go out there, just work hard, do your job and produce, and everything should fall into place. Sometimes you got to take away the antics. I mean, I think Baker Mayfield could be his own worst enemy. But I do think he kind of got that NFL humble pie where it was like, you know, in Cleveland, let's be honest, Cleveland's desperate for anything. He's probably one of the better quarterbacks in recent decades. Let's just be honest about that. So it was like everybody loved Baker and, and, he, and he soaked it up. And Cleveland is a, is a sports town and they will have your back 
and and, and he went out there and he performed and he was the starting quarterback but it kind of to me seemed like he thought he had a he had better clout than he thought you know doing the 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 the, the commercials and everything and and, and kind of being a celebrity and you know, I commend him for trying to play with that bad left shoulder. Probably shouldn't have. Should have just shut it down. And that probably could have kept him in Cleveland, but he decided not to. And now he's realized, you know, your chances in the NFL are slim. Um, you can be replaced. And this is big boy ball. You got to be a professional. And I think I, I've been watching him from a distance. And it, it, it seems like he's just been quiet. Just shut up. Play football. You know, when you're winning... And you're producing, you know, you can talk that talk. But when you don't do that, then they start to say you're a distraction. And I think that he's kind of learned that. Like, look, if I do what I'm supposed to do, everything will fall into place. I, I think that the, the, the you might be underestimating the Panthers. Now, like, as we've said before with football, the, the injuries, that that's got to fall into place. Here. Christian McCaffrey has to stay healthy to give this team at least a chance. If he stays healthy and Baker plays like he's supposed to play and he can play now do I think he's a franchise quarterback no I think he's a tier two which means he can get you some wins he can get you obviously get you to the playoffs get you a playoff win but if you surround him with some really good talent and hopefully hopefully Carolina can do that and Matt Rule doesn't seem like a bad coach either so I wouldn't say that um Carolina could probably do a lot of surprising but then again you're the football expert I'll go with what you say yeah, and I think part of it is kind of now with the Sam Darnold injury or the high ankle sprain. And Matt Crell, like I think, has a no, foot, foot problem, too. So I think basically this is just yeah. Baker's job. Yeah, it, but it's Baker's job without any safety net. So it seems like there's – because, like, Philip Walker is the backup and he's serviceable, there's going to be a lot more pressure that Baker can't screw up because after him, it's, it's a drop. And even after with Chris McCaffrey, we saw you know Cuba Hubbard have a breakout kind of couple of seasons being a serviceable serviceable backup. But we saw we know Deontay Foreman is a good backup, but that drop off. Well, David, just like though, at the wide receiving core. David, though, think about it though. <laughs> even if these guys were healthy, it was already a drop off. Sam Darnold. I mean, he had the starting position, and then Baker gets traded to them, and oh, you're down. And he didn't really do that good in last year. Then they got on third on the depth chart. They got P.J. Walker, and then fourth Matt Corral. I mean, well, I mean what, Matt Corral was a rookie, and he got hurt. But as, like, I would be honest, David. Even those guys were just filling a slot on the piece of paper. Was, was it really? Was it? Was it really? If you lose Baker Mayfield, no matter if they were healthy or not. If they were healthy, it's still a major drop off. So them being gone to me doesn't move the needle. They're in the same spot. They're just there. If Baker gets hurt, we throw a body in there. But you're crossing your fingers to hope they don't mess up. No, I, I mean I would say that for Sam Darnold. I think probably a little harsh to say for Philip Walker just because I think he he showed last year when he was the guy when Darnold was hurt that he. Like he gives them a jolt of energy, and he gives defenses something different with his ability to be mobile on the run. Obviously, not like a Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson mobile, but he gives that difference in terms of, um, yeah, mobility in the pocket that Baker has, 
that's you know able to spread the defense. Three defenses out, but yeah, just looking at the the weapons, like is Robbie Anderson really a number one wide receiver? No, he's probably like a good two, and you know you got DJ Moore who's a good number two. You bring in Charleston Rambo, Rashad Higgins, like they're good players, but they're still who's that number one passing target. And then defensively, like they they just throw picks left and right to get the secondary, and they're still going to get torched by the likes of the Saints and the Buccaneers. So all of that, Panthers, 5-12 um, and 12 record. And, again, it's going to be some growing pains in Carolina. Oh, yeah. I, I really do think it will be growing pains in Carolina. I mean, I, I would probably say – I could try to give them seven and ten possibly, but you know who knows. Their bye weeks in week thirteen, so it's really late. Uh, but you're right, Christian McCaffrey is going to have to really be able to play, and obviously he he's shown that he's not that durable. So you've got Atlanta at the bottom with what two and fifteen, five yep. and twelve Carolina. Still, so these next two, the Saints and the Buccaneers. Who what say ye, as Frank would say? <laughs> Let's stay low south and go to the New Orleans and the Saints bringing in second place. And again, where do we, is Michael Thomas? Can he be? I mean, a lot of people thought he was an elite receiver before. I just thought he was just a target. He just got all the targets. That doesn't really make you a wide receiver. That just makes you the, the high target guy, high volume. <laughs> or there's just nobody else. <laughs> I mean, yeah, part of that, but those. We saw that there was a visible – Drew Brees was looking for Michael Thomas first, second, and third. So, like, the year that he you know, <laughs> got over 100 receptions. It's because he, he throws to Michael Thomas all the time. Right. Like, we do that in Madden. Like, everyone has, you know, the key. That's why Alan Thielen gets all the touches. That's why Jamar Chase is getting all these targets because the relationship with Joe Burrow. But, anyways, um, I, I think him coming back and still – Dealing with a nagging hamstring is going to be tough, especially since he like missed all year. So that's going to be huge because the Saints really didn't have like that breakout. Oh my God, this guy is um, a clear cut top fifteen, top twenty wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I mean they they brought in Jarvis Landry and Chris Olave to be kind of that guy for, you know, with Michael Thomas. Still, eh. Then you have the whole, what the bleeper, we're going to do with Taysom Hill thing. Alva Kamara, top running back, but he's got a suspension hovering that could possibly be happening at the end of the year or even next year. So that legal stuff is hovering. And at the quarterback position, you're, I mean, famous Jameis. Like, he's going to throw the ball. Now, who's going to catch it? It's either going to be a team wearing his jersey or the other. We don't know. Like, we've seen Jameis Winston have games where it's 350, 400 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. Mm -hmm. But there can also be a game 116 with a touchdown and three interceptions. Like, we just don't know what to expect with Jameis Winston. And then also because Sean Payton just loves putting Taysom Hill in the quarterback position, 
that not only hampers Alvin Kamara's rushing totals, Mark Mark Ingram's rushing totals, it basically hinders the offensive style. Like he's not a quarterback, and I feel like the sooner Sean Payton realizes that, even though they just gave him a boatload of money to be this gadget player, the quicker that this offense can try to like be better than what they are right now. Because there's no reason Taysom Hill should be, let's just say it, doing the Tebow thing, taking goal line rushes. When you have Alvin Kamara, you have Mark Ingram, you have players in your position. He's a nah. And I could just rant on Taysom Hill. I'll say that for during the season. But yeah, but yeah, defensively, they're going to be strong and solid. Um, get younger, get healthier, get quicker. We know front seven's going to be good. We know that they have strong secondary play. I've been finishing 11 and 6. That's not bad. I couldn't remember Chris Olave from Ohio State was picked in the first round at number 11. Yeah, and I, and I think Olave is going to be that. I don't want to say number one just because you have Michael Thomas and Jarvis Landry who are going to command, if not single teams with kind of a safety kind of shadow and spying to cover over the top. Mm-hmm. Definitely double coverage, so that will give room for Olave to be able to have the high volume to get stuff underneath. But, yeah, I'm just curious what this offense is going to look like because now you have wide receivers. Now you have weapons. Multiple weapons to play with. Can Jameis get them the ball? And if not Jameis, I mean, you have Andy Dalton as backup, which that's where Andy Dalton is. Right, right. You're wondering. So, what you guys as a record? Eleven and six. Eleven and six. Now they got second place in the NFC South last season at nine and eight. Just, just putting it out there. But okay. So now, first place is now the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Why? Until you can defeat the monster, the monster's just going to keep dominating. And I think Tampa Bay is, is a monster. Are, even with Tom Brady at 45 years old, he's going to fall off sometime. And, and I hope it's not during the season. It kind of happened to Peyton Manning where toward his final years, there was just stuff he couldn't do. You could just tell like the talent. And it, and it, it, just, it just comes on. Like I think, was it his final year or the next to final year? He was playing some really good football. But then the, the the physical tools just just it just came on just just like that, and I mean that, that's what sucks about old age, and that's what I'm afraid of with Tom Brady. When will the fall come? It can come at any yeah. moment. It just is, you know. Unfortunately, life is unfair, but Father Time is undefeated and unfair as well. Tom Brady could be cooking the first four games, and then that physical ability just evaporates. Especially at that high level now, obviously. And the next thing you know, you'd see less zip on the ball or he can't get the ball downfield in certain situations or obviously he's never really fast to escape from anybody. But that, that's a tough pill to swallow. I wouldn't be surprised if this is really his final season. But go ahead, David. Yeah. And I mean, that's the million-dollar question that we've been saying seemingly the last, like, six years. Like, when is Tom Brady going to usually... Okay, so 40... Is that year 
when a lot of quarterbacks like, oh, we're seeing decline. All right, now he's getting to his early 40s. We're seeing Peyton Manning retire, go to the Hall of Fame. We're seeing Drew Brees retire, another player that was gunslinging, but we saw that drop off. It seems like we're just always trying to figure out when that drop is going to happen. And it seems like because he's had great offensive line play, he doesn't get hit as much. So he doesn't have to worry about um, kind of the legs or you know anyone taking him out because if someone tackles his legs, automatic 15-yard penalty. It just seems like that's what happens. Um, arm strength-wise, he really didn't even throw the deep ball as much last year. So we're starting to see utilize more of the tight ends, running backs out the backfield, kind of crossing routes. Mm-hmm. And it's like all these things that usually we see at the end of the career have been his bread and butter, even thinking back to his New England days. Like, Edelman wasn't going 30 yards downfield, you know, 30, 40 yards of air, um, yeah, air distance. Mm-hmm. Like, that was never Brady's game. And I think having a strong defense, having a solid running game, depending on how you feel about Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones and kind of that conglomerate and the running back position. I think, like, I don't want to say he's going to play till 50, but, I mean, we we said that at 35, you know, five more years, possibly 10. And he he takes care of his body like, you know, like the LeBron James, like the elite of the elite. And I think as long as he's able to consistently throw the ball well, which I think he can. Now, obviously, the front end of the schedule is murderer's row because leading up to, I would say, November 6th, you have Cowboys, Saints Divisional Game, Packers Chiefs. I'll throw us in just because. Um, and then the Rams, November 6th. I think like the brunt of that schedule helps because that's when a lot of teams are throwing their best so that when you get to the tail end, you have a lot of those easier games um, where you can rely on more defense. He doesn't have to throw that much. You can not have to throw you know, 30, 35 times. I just think, again, Father Time is undefeated, but Tom Brady's Approaching this like the twenty-eight to three game, like there's still a way. Uh, mm-hmm. And and out of the Buccaneers going fifteen and two. Ooh, okay, fifteen and two. I like it. Nice. So doing a recap: Buccaneers first, fifteen and two, eleven and six yeah. for the Saints, and then you got Carolina up the rear with five and twelve. Five and twelve, and Atlanta at two and fifteen. Yep, Dollar Dwellers. Yeah, that's, that is true. Okay, nice. So we got in our NFL next segment. We got college. Give us a little preview, David. It's Rocket Week. The Sharks are dwarfing on the glass bowl, but well, where will the Rockets finish, and how will they fare this season? I miss the days of being the sports director here at WXUT and covering Rocket football. I always, always got hyped about it, but sometimes I see old, just 
highlights and reels, and it makes me feel old, especially with yourself, Frank, Zach, Jed, uh, and, and countless other guys. It was just guys that name right off the, you know, Brandon Hill did a few games. Uh, Bieber did a few games. Paul, rest in peace to him. Uh, just fun, fun times now. Um, but, uh, yeah. So we'll do a little bit of Rocket Football preview. Remember Ryan Atulo used to call in and uh, um, – P Easy, I forget. I forget what Petrovich. Petrovich used to call in. Remember that? And then Brian Bucky, yep. B Square. So we yep. we, we, we yep. had some good times, but we're gonna have David the Man and God Harris uh, give us a preview for the Toledo Rockets. That's coming up next. But also make sure always check us out on SoundCloud, Apple, WXT's After Further Review with a picture of Frank Vaster in the horse's head. If you want to listen to our segments, also we'll be got a new studio, so equipment is being. Uh, installed some more everything is working properly thanks to john ina miller uh we're always on usually 11 30 to about 1 30 uh, and also we got facebook after further review sports show and on twitter afr sports show make sure you check all us out on that coming up next ut rockets preview